Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this podcast and wherever you are in the world, I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do so and to spend a little bit of time with me here. This is the Remake Nate podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneur with the biggest discussion always being about the things that I myself and others who I know, friends of mine, uh, what we've done to completely screw up our businesses and how those things can be prevented in your own journey. Um, I am your host, Nathan J. Mazur, and let's get right into today's show. Today's episode is titled, I Wish I Wouldn't Have Blank. Yeah, I know we aren't supposed to dwell on the things that we did wrong, right? And of course, that is true. But as most of us know, myself included, uh, our mistakes, our failures, all those things, um, they're all just learning experiences. Um, But I mean, let's be honest uh, right now here, making mistakes and failing, it sucks, right? It's absolutely the worst. So um, honestly, I can't even tell you the number of times I've woken up in the morning And my brain is saying over and over and over again, man, you really fucked that up and you'll never recover from it. Uh, How many people out there can relate to me there with those types of feelings? Um, I'm assuming a lot of you guys can. So all of us from time to time play the coulda, woulda, shoulda game in our heads. It is human nature to do that. So don't think for even one second that just because your life and your brain doesn't operate like an Instagram meme that you are somehow different or not good enough or that you need to be better than you are. Um, We can always be better, but here's the secret. The trick isn't to not say those things in your head because we're all going to do it. The trick is to learn how to overcome them. Um, I watched an episode of the show, This Is Us, the other day. Uh, Anyone else watch that show? I'm assuming a lot of you guys do because... It's insanely popular. Um, I actually really like the show. It's a very real show. The writers seem to really understand psychology in general, right? I mean, it's a a show where almost nothing is perfect, but they keep moving on and they keep running into issues and moving on day by day. So um, in this particular episode, two of the main characters are talking and uh, one of them recently had had a mental breakdown and the other one says... I never even knew that you had anxiety. You you always uh, seem so well put together and you always seem like you have it all figured out. And the guy with the anxiety says, well, yeah, I, I mean, I hide it well. Um, then the one who doesn't have the anxiety says, looks at his, uh, his family member and says, uh, I take depression meds and I have for 18 years. And the guy who has the anxiety looks at him and says, really? I had no idea. Um, so what, where am I going with this? Really? The lesson is that we're all fucked up. Okay. Um, regardless of the public personas that we portray, all of us have demons we deal with, even the ones who seem to have a perfect life on social media, um, embrace who you really are. That's when you thrive the most, um, not only in business, but as a person, even more importantly, uh, learn how to control those demons learn how to tame them. Um, It's truly not what happens to you, but how you deal with that, uh, that matters. And not just today, but dealing with it tomorrow, a year from now, 10 years from now, um, those are the things that really count. And 
until you figure that out, not only are you gonna are you being fake, but you'll feel fake too, which is far more damaging psychologically. Anyways, I wanted to hit on that quickly, um, just because it uh, I felt like it was uh, appropriate for what we're talking about today, um, and I wanted to do that before we got into the main topic and question for the day because I think they do go hand in hand, and so here's my my answer to today's question. Um, I wish that I wouldn't have ignored my gut and kept a manager on board who I felt wasn't right for the position. And ultimately, this person basically helped seal my demise. And here's what happened. So back in 2016, um, I had been looking at purchasing uh, a couple assisted living facilities in Wisconsin. And the reason I was looking at these um, was because the opportunity to uh, buy them low and turn them around and sell high was very, very possible with these facilities. So um, I had been going back and forth with the owner and trying to make a deal happen and it wasn't happening. We couldn't come to an agreement on the price. So um, eventually the bank got involved because this owner was extremely absentee. Uh, He was living in another state and the business was pretty much as close to closing its doors as a business can get. Um, So I was actually able to um, strike a deal with the owner and the bank, and I was able to purchase by assuming the loan um, from the previous owner and kind of move forward um, with the existing bank still as the lender. So um, the idea was turn it around, uh, increase revenue, and then eventually resell it for a profit, obviously. So... When I first went there, there was a woman who was managing the facility there, um, and she seemed um, nice enough, basically. She seemed like she knew what she was doing, uh, and I made the decision after the purchase was complete um, to keep her in that position. She, Like I said, she seemed to know the place, she knew the residents and the families, and she had been there for quite a while. So um, I actually gave her a raise, which was her first raise in five years. Uh, I gave her... Um, you know, plenty of support and allowed her kind of some autonomy to um, do what she did best. And that's what I believe in doing with any business. Um, But very early on, I felt uneasy about her. Um, She had a sense of entitlement with this particular business that really scared me because a sense of entitlement with an employee, while a lot of times you might think it's a good thing, it can be very detrimental in the long run um, and very dangerous. But she also had what I believed was obvious compassion and a love for seniors and for the residents she took care of and just this desire to make the business successful. Um, And I was torn early on, but I decided to give it some time. I thought, you know, maybe with the right leadership and the right development focus, Um, I could help her overcome that sense of entitlement and thrive. That was my goal. Um, Unfortunately, about six months later, it was very obvious that wasn't going to work. Uh, No matter what I did, I couldn't kind of get her over that hump. Um, And so it was obvious that the situation as it was, was not going to work. Um, I did not fire her, however. Um, I personally took over quite a few of her tasks 
uh, in particular the financial ones. Um, but I kept her on board as as the manager to oversee day to day operations, and my goal was to to phase her out quickly from you know the other ones that kind of made me uneasy. Um, now, there's a good friend who once told me that there are two main things that you should never outsource in your business. Number one is your marketing, and number two is your checkbook. And he was a hundred percent right. Um, now let's back up and talk about this business as a whole, because uh, I'm really proud of what was accomplished there just in a very short period of time. So when I completed the purchase and officially took over operations, uh, like I said, the business was pretty much as close to closing its doors as a business can be. Um, the owner was uninvolved in another state. Um, but the good part about this was I was able to, like I said, basically buy the business from taking uh, the loan over from him uh, with very little out of pocket. So um, the bad part was that I obviously had a lot of work to do, which never bothers me. Uh, my team and I hit the ground running from day one. We threw everything marketing wise at the wall. Uh, we did a ton of PR that gained us some local press and some great stories about the business, uh, the new ownership, new management. We did radio ads, a radio onsite. Uh, when we hosted a huge uh, grand reopening event that was really successful. Uh, and all of this together worked. Uh, within 120 days, the revenue had increased by more than 200%. And things were definitely looking up. And I worked my ass off during this time, but to see the results totally made it worth it. Um, now, just as a reference point, when I took over the business, it was valued at approximately $800,000, which was close to what the loan value was. Uh, within six months time, the value when we had it redone again had almost doubled to a new valuation of $1.5 million. I was pumped. So back to this manager. Like I said, eventually I took a lot of the responsibility back from her and I unfortunately kept her employed and didn't fire her. Um, so along the way, I ended up in this very weird, very odd, stupid dispute with the bank regarding qualified expenses, and in particular, my travel expenses that I was, as most business owners do, expensing to the company. Turns out that the manager who I had considered firing, she had stayed in touch with someone from the bank, even though I had strictly and specifically told her she was no longer permitted to access the company bank accounts, she was able to still somehow do so. She took that opportunity to pass information over to the bank regarding those specific expenses. Now, keep in mind again that the business value at this point had essentially doubled, which I always found interesting time-wise. The bank then used the information she was feeding her uh, to sue me for breach of contract. Long story short, they won. They were able to then foreclose on the business and take the business away from me, essentially. And guess what? After that happened, guess who was put in place then to run the business for the bank? That's right. That same manager who I had thought about firing for a long, long time. I could probably go on and on about this one particular situation, and I'm sure that I'll do additional ep uh, episodes about what I learned throughout this. But uh, for now, I'm going to sign off and head out and do some more productive things than playing the old what if game. 
Uh, but looking back on this, the biggest mistake that I made was not listening to my gut, not doing what I knew I should have done. It's okay to believe in people, but never at your own expense. So once again, I wish I wouldn't have ignored my gut and kept a manager employed who I knew did not have my best interest or even the best interest of the business itself at heart. Hey, if you enjoyed this story and you'd like to hear more like it, the single most important thing that you can do is rate the podcast and subscribe to it. It helps out more than you know. Hey, and if you hated it, well, I'd like to know that too. Let me know what you would prefer to learn about, and I just might cover your topic in an upcoming episode. So I hope that this makes you think, um, what's the answer to this question for you personally? What did you learn from it? How is it still impacting you today? Um, email me, comment, reach out on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is uh, at Remake Nate, Remake Nate. I'd love to hear your stories as well. That is all for today. Um, I'm really excited to continue to contribute stories, my experiences. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 18, so going on 20 years now. Um, I have so many other lessons, insights, mistakes, and just massive screw-ups to share. Um, And I plan on doing so through this podcast. So uh, please, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to my podcast, share it with your friends. I really do appreciate your support way more than you guys even know. Um, For now, this is Nathan J. Mazur signing off for the Remake Nate podcast. And as always, you have a happy and profitable day.